The information provided herein is for training and educational purposes only and is not for solicitation. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. I hope you're having a great day today. I want to remind you that today's episode is powered by the Retirement Income Store, the place that retirees go for income. If you don't know what the Retirement Income Store is, I encourage you to look them up. It is a wealth of information, all sorts of good things that would be able to provide you some benefit as you try to prepare yourself for the retirement that you know is eminent, the retirement that you know you want to have, and you want to do these things right, right? No one plans to fail in retirement. No one plans to have a terrible retirement and have to sit at home and just read the newspaper and do nothing. At least I've never met one of those yet. And so I encourage you to look up the retirement income store. Number two, I want to say thank you. We're getting an increasing number of individuals that are going to our website, capitalizedlife.com, and they are using that landing page to post questions to me. And for some of you, not only questions, but also comments and stories, which I really appreciate. And so today I want to be able to reach out to a particular lady by the name of Julie. Julie gave me one of the most, I would say, heart-wrenching stories that I think I've ever read from any of my listeners. And Julie was sharing with me a story. She thought that this would be good for the other ladies that listen to our program each Saturday as an encouragement, but also as a precautionary tale. Julie is in her early 60s, and Julie had been noticing for a number of years that her husband was declining in memory. And Julie at first kind of played it off as basically, you know, gosh, he's got a lot on his mind. He's got a lot on his plate. And gosh, he's always had a short-term memory as long as I've ever known the gentleman. So it didn't seem like a big deal. Even her children would joke with dad, gosh, dad, don't you remember this, that, and the other. And there was a lot of physiological and physical demonstrations that he was really forgetful and it was becoming worse and worse. It wasn't just, you know, I've forgotten where I've laid my keys. I've forgotten, you know, what day it is today, but it got to the point where he started forgetting basically where the bathroom was. He started forgetting where the basement was. There was just certain things that he was no longer able to maintain. And so she realized that it was time for her to reach out and to get help. So they started you know, having assessments and tests on him. And it was determined that he had dementia and that he was 
likely going to need care. And that's when some rationalization started hitting her that she was going to be much more responsible, not only for herself, but also for his well-being and taking care of him. But it also brought to light another responsibility that she had never thought of and that she had never really prepared for. And that was the fact that her husband is or was the one that always handled the finances. He always handled the retirement. He always handled all of the investing. And he was the one that would say, honey, I'll take care of this. And now here she is, and she is the one that is now responsible for the world of investing. She never had an interest in it. She never had a desire to be a part of it. She just always let him take care of it. You know, that's a pretty steep learning curve. You know, that's a lot of stress. Not only taking care of yourself, your home, all the duties and responsibilities that you as ladies have, but now taking care of a spouse, taking care of him, and also taking care of both of you financially. And as much as I have an admiration for investors that are do-it-yourselfers, one of the cautions that I give do-it-yourselfers every single day is that you need to be prepared for mortality. Because you see, typically, it's not both of you in the home that are doing the retirement investing and doing the managements of those investments, but rather it's typically one. And if the one that was doing all of the investing is now the one that is being affected by the physical health crisis or whatever the case may be, now it becomes a very stressful, very daunting job. You know, many husbands are the ones that tend to handle the retirement investments. Not always, but probably two-thirds of the time. And it's interesting that men always, I guess it's just bred into us, that most of us, even though we know that death is a very real thing and we know that declining health before death is something that is likely to happen, most men don't seem to be prepared. And so Julie wanted me to spend some time discussing the mortality that I work through every single day with clients, the situations that I've encountered and what I've seen to help encourage you, the listener, that if you haven't partnered with a financial advisor, if you haven't found someone who can help assist you in retirement planning, and we call it planning for a reason, planning for scenarios like this, then you need to think twice. Mortality is a very real thing. We're all going to die at some point. But dying is the easy part. It's the potential part of running out of money before you run out of life that's the really scary part. It's the part of making a wrong decision and paying the price and an age in which you can't recover that's a scary part. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So financial advisors come in so many different forms, but the first rule of thumb that I'm going to suggest to you that you want to 
look for if you say, you know what, Matthew, this is something that's been on my mind. With all of this COVID-19 thing that's going around and people are passing away, I had a client just this week in Floyd County that told me that two of her best friends, both in their 60s, died within two weeks of one another. Completely spooked her because she too is in her 60s. You know, times are changing. And if you're going to end up finding a financial advisor, we need to understand the business models. The first thing is, is that business models, well, that really tends to dictate the type of activity or the type or the style of investing that the financial advisor is going to perform or be involved in. I always smile with a bit of a twinkle in my eye that stockbrokers are called stockbrokers for a reason. They sell stocks. And most stockbrokers will perform stock purchases or stock trades, sells, and they'll do it for commission. Now, if your strategy is buy and hold, and you can promise me that you will never need to tap into your retirement portfolio, your portfolio of stocks, then that might be a good alternative because you're trying to avoid fees. But oftentimes, stockbrokers don't have a fiduciary responsibility. They're there to serve a transaction. And they can give you some advice. And as long as it's not, you know, outrageous, it's okay. But they're not technically advisors. They're there to assist in a transaction and to buy for you what you want them to buy or to sell what you want them to sell. That brings us to insurance agents. Now, insurance agents are good people, just like stockbrokers are good people. But oftentimes they're handcuffed by their license. And that means that they're going to be simply selling insurance products. Julie happened to be one of those individuals that worked with an insurance agent. And she learned a valuable lesson. You see, insurance agents tend to be in a position where they're not selling any securities. So they're selling life insurance, health insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance. And when it comes to investments, depending upon their license, they're typically selling annuities. And unfortunately, Julie and her husband didn't understand that when they had put roughly about half of their money into an annuity, the limitations of that annuity, the restrictions of the annuity, the costs of that annuity, and not only that, but to add insult upon injury, the risk of the annuity. So when it comes to picking financial advisors, a stockbroker may be a very appropriate choice for you when you're in your 30s and your 40s and maybe even into your 50s. An insurance agent may be a very valuable resource for you when you're able to deposit money and leave it there for a very long time and you understand the necessity of the time frame that you have to commit your money for and you're okay paying them the fees that you're paying them. But I find that one of the most valuable partnerships that you can make is that of a fiduciary. You see, fiduciaries are held to a higher standard. Fiduciaries are responsible to do for you what's in your best interest, not that of the firms. Several years ago, a brokerage company came into my office and after a lot of discussion, finally came to the point of their visit, which was that they wanted to buy my business. And even though their offer was very attractive, I turned them down and the reason was simple. I was not going to be accountable 
to a firm. My accountability as a fiduciary is directly to my client and no one else. Now, there's a few other precautions that Julie wanted me to express to all of you that are listeners. And we're coming up on our first break, and I want to encourage you to stick around because I think that two of these are the most valuable things that she could share, and you won't want to miss them. If you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you, and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. The world has changed, our economy has changed, and many things are going virtual. Meetings, school, shopping, even weddings. But your retirement is not virtual. It's real. With real food, health care, and other monthly bills that don't accept virtual money, like mutual funds and stock certificates. To keep you up to date and informed, we've put together a series of webinar events. Because your need for income in retirement simply will never be virtual. It will always be real. For the date and time of our next webinar event, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. The road to retirement is filled with twists and turns. And life's unexpected detours could easily throw you off course. That's why it's essential to work with a financial advisor who is also a fiduciary. A fiduciary experienced in helping clients navigate the complexities of retirement planning while helping you pay yourself first. The road to retirement now made simple. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local retirement income specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. If you're preparing to retire in the next 10 years, this message is for you. You know, one of the biggest sources of income may be how you claim your Social Security. That's right, how you claim your benefits. Do you know your full retirement age? Do you know how much of your benefits may be taxed? Do you understand how to claim on an ex-spouse or that you even could? For your free, no-obligation Social Security information kit, call 866-290-3837. You could spend hours and hours searching around online only to find some generic calculators that may not factor in inflation, tax implications, your marital status, and hundreds of other variables. And if you call or stop into the Social Security office, they, by law, cannot advise you on which claiming strategy is best for you. 
For your free, no obligation Social Security Information Kit, call 866-290-3837 or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And if you stuck around, I want to say thank you. Julie thanks you. If you're just joining us today, well, welcome aboard. Today, we've been discussing a precautionary tale that one of our listeners, Julie, had sent me in a very touching story about her own life and her husband's life. So earlier we discussed how Julie was thrust into a set of circumstances that was beyond her control. Her husband, still in his early 60s, being diagnosed with dementia and her realizing that she was now fully responsible for everything that she had always been responsible for, but now responsible for his care, his well-being, and also now for all of the investing. You see, he had always done it. And so we shared with all of you that, you know, one of the very best things that you can first start out doing is realizing that mortality is very real. You're going to get to a point as a do-it-yourselfer where you may not be able to do it yourself. And you know, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. As much as we want to be dignified and we want to be able to do as many things for ourselves as possible, there is absolutely nothing wrong with asking for help. You know, I would love to be like my dad. My dad was the type that it seemed like he could do anything. He could do mechanic work. He could do carpentry work. He could do plumbing. He could do electrical work. He was a financial advisor. He was like the smartest dude that I ever knew. He was Superman in skin, and he didn't need a cape. And yet I have found that I simply, hard as I try, am not him. I absolutely stink at plumbing. I hate wiring. Now, I'm pretty decent at turning a wrench and being creative and welding things and maybe a little bit of carpentry stuff. I overbuild. That way it doesn't fall apart on me. But the reality is, is that it's okay to ask for help. If you would like to give me a call, I'd be happy to take a few minutes out of my day to communicate with you. Give me a call. Telephone number is 866-290-3837. Again, that number is 866-290-3837. So I promised you before the break that Julie had two or three more things that she wanted me to express to all of you as listeners. Basically, the fruits of her experiences. And I believe the two of them, all three of them are important, but two of them especially really are so important. So important that I responded back to her that I would totally share it with you. So the second thing that she had is that she found the reality of the importance of having a second opinion. 
You see, she was scared because she never had any interest in investing herself. Her husband had always taken care of everything, but she really didn't know what she was looking at. She looked at the statement and it was very intimidating to her. She looked at the statement. It was very confusing. She saw numbers and she saw symbols, but she didn't know what all of that meant. Having a second set of eyes, having a second opinion on what you're doing for retirement could be a very good thing. How many people have avoided medical, physical, health-related disasters by having a second opinion by a doctor? And it wasn't that the first doctor was bad or that he was a quack. It was because it just felt right to have a second opinion because either the second opinion would collaborate the opinion of the first or the second opinion would find something different. Maybe would actually be able to diagnose the problem or maybe find a better alternative and solution, a healthier solution. So for Julie, that's really what brought her into my life. Julie was not about to say, I can do this, suck it up, pull on her bootstraps and try to do it herself. She had been a longtime listener of my radio show and she reached out to me and she said, if you would be so kind, I believe I need your help. Would you be so willing as to give me some time and to review what I have, review what my husband has put together for the last 20 years and tell me what you think? We had talked about the importance of having a fiduciary, someone who is held to the standard of doing for that person what's in that person's best interest, not that of the firm's. She knew that she understood it because now, technically speaking, she was her husband's fiduciary. And so she understood that she needed someone that was going to watch out for her. And so her opinion of having a second opinion was not just an opinion. It was something that she had to do. It was massive action that she had to take because she knew what she was doing right now, which was literally nothing but just confusing her had to stop. And caring for her husband wasn't going to get any easier. She didn't want to also have to be caring for investments and making wrong decisions that would possibly end up creating major problems down the road for the two of them. The third was the idea of consolidation. You know, her husband believed in diversification, which if you've been a listener for any length of time of the show, you know that I believe in being very diversified. And that means not putting all of your eggs in one basket. However, consolidation is a very good thing. You see, diversification and consolidation sound like they're conflicting things, but they're not. I believe in making certain that I have money in physical form. I believe I've made it very, very clear that having bank money is very, very good. Having investments that are growth related is very, very good. It's very healthy. Having money that's focused on creating income through consistent, steady interest and dividends every single month is very, very good. But when it comes to consolidating accounts, you see her husband had many, many different types of money. He had tax-free Roth money. He had after-tax non-qualified money. He had pre-tax IRA money. He had accounts in her name and accounts in his name. 
And what she realized is that he had money with all sorts of different custodians. He had it at Fidelity and he had it at Vanguard. He had it with Wells Fargo. He had it spread all around because to him, diversification was a great thing. But when we did that portfolio review, when we sat down and we consulted about what was going on, what we realized was two things, that there was custodians and types of investments that had been decided upon, that had been acquired, that were actually working against other parts of the portfolio. And in addition to that, we also realized that there was lots of replication. So he was buying a mutual fund A, and he was buying a mutual fund B, and it had a different name on it, but it was investing the same way. So there was replication. There was having too many dollars focused on much of the same thing. So she realized, if I can put the Roth dollars together that are all tax-free, that simplifies my life because now I have fewer Roth accounts to have to watch. If I can consolidate the pre-tax IRA dollars together, now that simplifies my life and makes it easier for me so that I don't have to have five different statements every single month. If I can consolidate our non-tax qual dollars together, now I know that if I need money for his care, I can just simply tap into that. I know where it's at. It's all there. It's all focused. It's all growing through interest and dividends with less risk. But here's a fourth big takeaway, and that is to get educated. You see, so many couples that I work with One is kind of the geek. That's the one that's the nerd, the one that's always (laughs) watching the markets and watching investments and reading periodicals, while the other one is kind of the free spirit, the one that's, you know, not really connected to that. And even though I can appreciate that, because even that takes place in many respects in my own home, The reality is, is that as we get closer and closer to retirement, we get closer to the end of our life. We don't exactly know which spouse is going to go or what we may be in for as we age. And so it's so very vital to be educated about the world of investing, whether it's something as simple and yet as important as educating yourself on how to make the right social security claiming decision. Or something as simple as, okay, what are the basics of having a comprehensive, well-created estate plan? Or Matthew, what are the other types of investments that I could potentially be using right now that would help me sleep better at night so that I knew I had less risk but more income? You see, those are questions that deserve answers. But you'll never become educated until you ask the question. I know that for me, my life has changed substantially. I am used to every single month teaching at three different colleges. I do it pro bono because I love it and I love the people that I get to meet doing it. And now I'm having to do webinars. And that's different. But It's still the way that I'm able to give time. Even the 15-minute phone calls that I offer all of you, if you ever needed my time, if you had a question, I would take my time to answer that question for you. And we may find that that question is the most 
important 15 minutes that you've spent in a number of years. So, find a partner who is a fiduciary. Two, have a second opinion about what you're doing if you're a do-it-yourself. Or three, learn to consolidate your accounts to simplify your life so that you're not so spread out and you can develop greater focus and intensity and you can create greater direction with your money. And number four, get educated. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com. And post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. Well, that's a wrap for today. But I hope I've encouraged you from the story of Julie today to realize that we're all human beings. And what Julie's gone through isn't so different from what many of you may experience in your life. And so if you can take action today, it will allow you to be able to prevent all the different things that Julie had to learn the hard way. Remember, we're all in this together, and it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.